0: Hi everyone, I'm Ruby and I'm the host of How Travel Changed My Life. In this first episode, I'll be speaking to Joey Beard about her adventures in the Great Wide Somewhere. Joey spent six weeks travelling across the United States and Canada. She's come on the podcast today to speak about how travel has changed her life.
1: Hi Ruby, thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm Joey, I'm 37, I don't know why that matters, but... um... (laughs) about six years ago I went on quite a big adventure across uh, the United States and across Canada as well. I am a writer and a filmmaker and a glider pilot so I do quite a lot of creative things and quite a lot of exciting things kind of outside of my job which is as a civil servant so yeah there's quite a lot going on there. But yeah I think I'm here to talk to you today about my uh, adventures in the great wide somewhere as I call them so the year that i did this which was in 2017 uh the live action version of beauty and the beast came out for some reason i got the that song that i want adventures in the great wide somewhere just completely like ingrained in my head and that was kind of like almost like my mantra for like the year so um whenever i talk about these adventures i refer to them as gws or great wide somewhere
0: (laughs) You created a written piece for your whole trip. Is that the name for it then? (laughs) Yeah, so the the writing piece kind of happened almost by accident
1: because I I decided to write a blog as I was traveling Um, and I used an app called Find Penguins which I really love because it kind of gave me the space to write and upload pictures and it was almost, I mean to be honest you could have done it on any kind of social media but there was just something, I just quite liked this forum for that. It almost became a bit addictive like every night when I went to bed I would write up basically what I'd done that day and how I felt about my experiences and what I'd seen and you know what, it's almost like the most treasured kind of souvenir almost from that time because I was away for seven weeks And I wrote every day and what was quite sweet about it is I kind of got a bit of a following and not not, nothing massive it was mainly just friends and family but like because of the time difference generally like the UK were waking up to my next installment so and actually I would usually have to message my parents or my sisters if for some reason I'd had a busy night and I hadn't done it like they'd worry they're like oh my god she hasn't she hasn't done fine penguins what's what's wrong but yeah it's something that I'm really glad I did and then because a lot of people said how much they enjoyed it and how they found the writing really engaging. I did a challenge a couple of years ago, called, which is um, a thing called NaNoWriMo, which is the national novel writing month, which happens in November every year. And I basically cheated because the, the cha- that challenge is to write 50,000 words. And I decided to take my blog, which was already like about 25, 30,000 words, um, and try and turn it into a novel. What was interesting about that writing for me is it wasn't actually just about the traveling, it was about the whole... So I took a career break and the travels were really just like the gateway of that career break. Like I left work, went traveling, and then I went to film school and like it was it was nearly 18 months of just self-indulgence basically. So it was, the, the book is about more than just the travels, but the travels are very much like the, the start of it and kind of just, yeah, it taught me so much. <laughs>
0: how old were you when you went on this trip i was 31
1: so it was it was funny because um and i went with a really close friend of mine who was 27 at the time so a little bit younger and originally she was quite up for doing some uh, like trek america type travels i don't know if you've heard of them so basically you kind of go with groups of of young people and you kind of get on a minibus and you have a tour guide and they they just take you everywhere basically so there's no kind of you haven't really got to figure out any of the logistics yourself and i as much as I'm quite a sociable person like I hate being subjected to people that I don't know or like I don't want to commit myself to like 4 weeks with a bunch of strangers like so I convinced yeah. Kate that we could do this ourselves because we had we'd have each other yeah. and so we did we did we did do one small trek America tour um to the Grand Canyon because I didn't I didn't fancy driving out into the desert and I just yeah I was a bit scared yeah. of that but you know what that was 4 days and that was enough <laughs>
0: Did you meet many people? Yeah, really
1: nice people, don't get me wrong, but they were all so young and I felt so old. And I was only 31, but like everyone else was early 20s, including our guide. I feel like that I kind just... of thing does
0: attract like young people that are a bit more nervous to travel, I guess, on their own.
1: Yeah, and and they're, and they're absolutely brilliant. I just think, yeah, you've got to be up for that sort of like, there was just so much for me, like, I don't know, I I just got slightly frustrated with some of the like, the immaturity and stuff, which is unfair because... They were younger but like even yeah. from the tour guide there was some things that he did where i was just like yeah that's not okay oh really um yeah i sh- i could probably tell you that anecdote quickly actually so we were at the grand canyon and i don't like don't know how much you know about the grand canyon but like obviously it's it's actually quite a dangerous area and there's lots of because there's lots of like sheer drops and stuff and i'm sadly like I don't know what the statistics are but there are quite a lot of people that that die every year because they they get ballsy they go and try and take the the best Instagram shot they can on a, on a ledge kind of thing and they fall off it's like that that happens now there's plenty of like guides and fencing and stuff to to kind of tell you where where's safe and where's not and um this particular guide took the group the other side of the fencing to to take a cool photo yeah I was livid I didn't like it because actually my friend went i think because she thought well the guide's taking us so it's okay and i've i have actually got a photograph of them all on this ledge taking these like big photos with their arms stretched out and all this because to me like that picture says a lot to me because i was really angry and i was really upset because i was just like i felt that this guy was kind of taking advantage of his authority and actually like Something bad could have could have happened. And yeah. from my perspective, like he put my friend in danger as well. And and also it kind of made me feel like the worse because I wouldn't go. I know that I'm really clumsy and I will fall off.
0: <laughs> did you say anything at the time? or Actually,
1: yeah. I raised it with him later because we had we did so much driving. We used to take it in turns to sit up front of the minibus with him. This was his first solo tour as a tour guide. And I and we had to give him like feedback at the end. And so I sort of said to him, yeah, I told him how I felt about that. And I said, look, I'm not going to write this in your feedback because I know it will get you into massive trouble. But know that I think you massively like over like cross the line. On the whole, he was really great. So I didn't want to, yeah. I don't want to yeah. damage his reputation or damage his career yeah. or whatever. But I also wanted him to know that what he did wasn't okay. So I felt like, I felt like yeah. I did, I felt like I did the right thing that day.
0: Is this towards the beginning of your trip
1: or? No. Yeah. So that was probably three or four yeah. weeks in actually. We started in New York. So we flew to New York and we basically decided that we were going to go coast to coast by train. Yeah. So we went from, obviously from, effectively from New York to San Francisco by train. But we did some kind of road trips. In between, so like when we were on the East Coast, we we actually got the train up to Boston, and then we got a hire car, and we went to Cape Cod, just kind of out, and then we got uh, we got a ferry over to Martha's Vineyard and that kind of area, and then we went back to New York, and then we got the train to Chicago. Oh, no, I'm lying. Sorry. We went from Boston to Chicago and Chicago was really amazing. And then we did like our longest train trip, which was a whole three days on the train, which was phenomenal. It was one of the most coolest experiences I've ever had, actually. And it was it was um, that was from Chicago to San Francisco. And then from San Francisco, we again kind of did a bit of a road trip, went down to L.A. And it was from L.A. that we got this Trek America tour, which took us Vegas and the Grand Canyon. And then we got the train. Oh, hang on. I drove back to San Francisco and then we got the train to Seattle. And it was Seattle that where we kind of parted company. And actually my mate went and did a Canada trek. Like like a Trek America. So she went yeah. and did that. I was meant to go home, but I didn't. I made up my own Canada tour, like on my own. And that was a solo. Up-
0: traveling part
1: that was solo yeah and actually we did little bits of solo stuff even leading up to that so when we went to LA I because of my like film background and my film degrees and stuff I I really wanted to do the whole Hollywood thing and like visit all the studios and stuff um and Kate wasn't so bothered about that so she went to Yosemite which obviously was also really really cool and I had a bit of like FOMO over should I do Yosemite but I'd wanted to do like the whole like Hollywood like pilgrimage thing for
0: this when you went to the Gilmore Girls set I did, <laughs> yeah. I did. And so I was so happy. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, can you still I was now, so yeah. happy,
1: but actually as well, yeah. it kind of did spoil the magic for me it a little did. bit yeah. because like all of Gilmore Girls is pretty much shot on the lot at Warner Brothers. So yeah, it suddenly what you think is Stars Hollow is like,
0: yeah. Because not... <laughs> <laughs> is it kind really of like there? the buildings are just used repeatedly for different scenes? Or stuff?
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, it's really funny how when you watch other, films that are shot at Warner Brothers yeah. you spot like Miss Paddy's or you spot the like Lorla's house but like they, they crop up again yeah. like it's funny you mentioned like Gilmore Girls yeah. though because I I think a lot of the tra- a lot of the trips that we planned and the places that we went to were very much inspired by like American TV yeah and, like yeah. we've grown up on yeah. like Ally McBeal so Ally McBeal for me was and Cheers was like Boston and then like New York was a lot of kind of uh nora refron films for me so like uh sleep in seattle i know that sounds weird but they do go to new york in that as well <laughs> yeah. um and like you've got mail um yeah dawson's creek which i don't know if you that's kind of I actually no you know no this is interesting it, that came back <laughs> around recently like it's really soppy it's really but i, yeah. I was obsessed with it when i was I don't know, 16 yeah. 17 yeah. but that's all shot like around cape cod but yeah Gilmore Girls Gilmore Girls especially but Gilmore Girls is an odd one because none of it none of it's real if you well none of them are real do you know what I mean just because it's all on the
0: set so going back to your trip like what kind of inspired you to go on that trip had you done much travelling prior (laughs) funny enough because even Danny was like yeah what
1: did inspire your trip and I was like I got dumped (laughs)
0: yeah in in a nutshell
1: but it was kind of bigger than that it was a big breakup i was meant to be buying a house with a guy like life was all set like i thought i knew where it was headed and then he kind of pulled the rug from under me and it just threw my world upside down because you know when like you think you know your plan and then it's like oh and i was like well i'm not gonna go buy a house on my own in fact i can't because i only had like half the deposit obviously of mine so basically these travels were me spending that deposit if somebody had to pick, like, what was the best year of your life, 2017 just always kind of comes to mind, so much opportunity came out of it, do you know what I mean, like, I, yeah, of course I was crushed, and I was really heartbroken, and I I went through quite a, like, dark depression in that, early that year, but it just, suddenly the opportunities, and I think, like, when you sort of think about, like, what did it teach me, and all that kind of stuff, for me, it was about just being selfish, and actually going, you know what, this is my life, and I get to decide what I do now, I don't have to do what someone else wants me to do, like, and i think having that opportunity and having that yeah just having that moment to go you know what i don't i don't want to go to work anymore i've got this chunk of money here life's too short i'm not saying that that's what everybody should do necessarily but i definitely am a very kind of big advocate for live today not for tomorrow that being said if any if i was going to give any advice to anyone that decides to do anything similar have a little bit of a think about tomorrow financially (laughs) sometimes i I did kind of i did go through a year or two of more kind of financial hardship after all of this because i didn't really think about it too much and i just went for it and then yeah but pretty much burnt out and then poor (laughs) so it yeah having no energy and no money was a bit bit of a tough time but i still have absolutely no regrets like i always meant to kind of do up a bit of a geeky spreadsheet of how much it actually all cost because i'm still not entirely sure
0: What month did you go?
1: So we didn't actually uh, travel till the end of June. So yeah, it was really hot. Yeah, I can't remember why, why that was specifically when we were going to go. I think it was partly because we wanted to be there in summer. I think I sort of mentioned my so my best friend yeah. Kate was already planning a trip when the breakup happened. It was almost just like a something to distract me. Like I just started planning with her with us sort or of, oh, maybe I'll come maybe. I'll, and, then, and then eventually it sort of became, yeah, I am coming and actually I'm going to leave my job.
0: What were you doing for work then?
1: So same as what I do now, actually, yeah, so I yeah. went back civil servant in defence. Yeah. It could be quite full on at times, but yeah. unfortunately, to make matters worse, it was also where my ex worked. Oh. So <laughs> so I guess yeah. the travel
0: was a really good escape. Um, yeah, yeah. I, just, yeah. I just wanted out of there. <laughs> yeah. By the time you came home, did you feel like you really kind of dealt with a lot of that did it help you get over him so, <laughs> or not not so, so this is
1: weird actually so yes and no like yeah. partway through my degree so I went traveling and then I went down yeah. to Falmouth in the September and come the January it was almost as if like all the excitement of the travels starting the degree yeah. and just living life to the full like caught up with me because i actually did go through quite a period of almost like grieving the following and it wasn't i, yeah. I didn't miss him i don't want him back or anything but i just it was almost like i've thrown myself into so much adventure yeah. i hadn't actually given myself time to
0: and then it kind of catches up with the as but... yeah oh. and i
1: think i think that's absolutely what happened yeah. and i think i think it was that slash probably just a bit of burnout
0: How did you find traveling with your friend and then traveling solo? How did that compare? And, And, like, yeah. Really different. Yeah. And I
1: loved both. Yeah. Um, Kate and I were actually really good at being quite independent travelers even when we were together yeah. so like sometimes we'd get to a city and actually we would both have different kind of wants as to what we wanted to go and see so and we were quite happy to go and do that which was which was really great and then what would happen then we'd kind of meet up in the evening for dinner or whatever and they'd be super, yeah. like, super excited to tell each other what yeah. we'd seen and that was that was really fun so yeah. it was kind of nice that we didn't feel like joined at the hip and that yeah we had to do what the other one wanted all the time but then what and we made we made a couple of friends like a along the way but what was interesting mm-hmm. when I was on my own is I, I definitely made more friends on my own I was gonna
0: say yeah how how did you find that meeting people especially because you didn't do any sort of tour like tour style thing on your own did you no no so it was pretty much just solo solo
1: <laughs> yeah solo solo yeah.
0: and like I
1: I loved it because I think I think because I'm like partially an only child like I grew yeah. up on my own we've got two older half sisters I'm quite used to my own company and I just just enjoyed mooching around I think the only time that I felt lonely was at Niagara Falls it was right towards yeah. the end of my trip and and this will sound I don't think it sounds wrong but it was what was weird about Niagara Falls was that Pretty much all the t- tourists weren't English speaking. I think as well, and I, I suppose this was like uh, the oddity of obviously being in a mainly an English speaking country. Mm. Like obviously, it'd be different if you were traveling somewhere that wasn't. But I suddenly was surrounded by voices that weren't that I didn't understand, and I didn't understand yeah. what they were. And I and I yeah, I actually felt quite alienated and quite mm. quite lone. I think. But so it makes me wonder what traveling in a foreign country that where yeah. the first language isn't English, like yeah, how a alienating different that is
0: yeah Um, yeah so the solo travels was more sort of uh what's the word (laughs) spontaneous spontaneous (laughs)
1: Spontaneous. yeah kind of I mean I sort of had to plan like a few days I knew roughly what I was going to do I basically decided that I was going to go I was going to try and go coast to coast across Canada Um, So back across, obviously, because we'd gone east to west across America, and then I was going to go west to east Mm. across Canada. And I knew that I was going to go and visit aunt in Toronto, that I was going to stay with for a little while. Um, And I knew I definitely wanted to do the train trip through the Rockies. What I kind of, and I think I actually changed my plans quite last minute. Originally, I was going to get a special uh, Canadian train pass that would let me go across the whole of Canada. But basically, I realized there was like three days of train travel with nothing to see like it wasn't like the three oh, really? days across America where the scenery was absolutely stunning and kept yeah. changing and stuff it was just like nothingness but like I was yeah. like that feels like a waste of time and money so yeah. I cheated and I actually flew from Calgary to Toronto which so that cut out quite a chunk they need to give you back some time and and mm-hmm. save a bit of money as well genuinely I was planning like a day or two in yeah. advance most of our accommodation was Airbnb a little bit of yeah. hostels but but mostly airbnb
0: was that because it's cheaper when you were um, together I just think
1: it was more I think it was, it was nice just <laughs> personal like yeah
0: yeah i just obviously hostels can be quite can yeah. be quite
1: grim i mean there's yeah, a lot yeah. of really good ones out there now
0: did you book everything before no no not absolutely so everything go...
1: like obviously we'd booked like new york and i think yeah. we'd done boss like we'd booked like the first week or two because we were we were always and obviously our, a lot of our trains were booked so like some of yeah. our itinerary was was set out because of the train journeys but we also kind of left ourselves a bit of flexibility yeah that's the
0: thing if you really like like, yeah
1: so when we went to Boston we decided we were going to do a little road trip to Cape Cod and I think we would booked a hostel in Cape Cod but the landlords that we stayed with in Boston turned out to have their own little cabin on Cape Cod and they were like look just go and use it like we never use it so like we don't even want any money like unfortunately there's no hot water so um, and like the keys under the frog or whatever and um that was obviously a bit of a change of plan yeah when I was in Vancouver I ended up booking a private room in a hostel
0: yeah just
1: so that I could rest like yeah I basically had a duvet day in Vancouver because I was so knackered and <laughs>
0: Recover.
1: Yeah. I think one of the things one of the things I wrote in my notes actually is about like is the whole like FOMO versus JOMO Kate was a massive like FOMO yeah person like every city we got to every place we got to she'd have to do as much like, make as she the could. most out
0: of everything yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. whereas like yeah. I was like you know what sometimes I just want to be and sometimes I just want to rest we were doing seven weeks of really intense traveling and like we were generally walking over 20,000 steps a day so like far more that's than I normally do. that's the thing I remember did, from so...
0: traveling just how exhausting it is just traveling even being on like some sort of vehicle is exhausting <laughs> you know
1: yeah <laughs> It, and it's really um stimulating, isn't it? Because yeah. you're constantly looking at new things yeah. and it's and also like thinking about the next plans and yeah, where you're go. The like go. it is really tiring. tiring. So yeah. like for me it was really important to like um yeah. plan in those rests. So when you left, like did
0: you know that you were going for six weeks? So to be fair, I
1: think I think by the time I like flew out, yeah, like my flight back was set. But that bit in Canada hadn't really been planned. I was coming back from New mm. York. And I just didn't know how I was getting back to New York yet. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I knew that I knew that me and Kate were, like, going our separate ways on a particular day, like, from Seattle. And then, like, yeah, that two or three weeks between was up for grabs in terms of, like, what I did with it. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of exciting in a way.
0: Did you reunite with Kate at the end? She... I think I got home before her because yeah. I think her next
1: tour was, like, four weeks and I was only out there for another two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. So, obviously, we did eventually. Um... Yeah, which was cool like it was all quite emotional in a way because we really? the day that we left the day we left each other oh, I actually in Seattle, read your like, it was I couldn't stop crying yeah. for like an hour like, yeah and I my parents I felt really bad because I sent this silly selfie that was mm. in I think you probably saw it in that yeah
0: because I, like, yeah. I saw there was like um, kind of comments and then did you kind of include that I saw there was like comments on yeah, your blog. Yeah, so that was quite cool. So, yeah. I,
1: so the think the thing I sent you was like the yeah. PDF version. You could choose whether or not you wanted people's comments in there. Yeah. And actually, I kind of liked, I liked them being in there. Yeah. Like it was. Um, so actually, there's a comment from my mum here. Like I've just found. It's when we were. um yeah. I don't know if you read the bit in Chicago, where <laughs> we basically we were cycling around yeah. Chicago and we kept using our bells to tell each other if we'd seen someone hot or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sweet, it? TV and, like,
1: show. i think we yeah. we both had a thing about tom tom hiddleston and yeah. like if uh, and our code was if we thought we'd seen tom hiddleston we'd give five five rings on the bow and like pedal yeah. like hell to catch up with him and yeah. um there's my mum saying the thought of you two in hot pursuit of tom hiddleston on your bikes really made me smile
0: <laughs> so Aww. like
1: i don't know it just yeah it's like it adds to things. the
0: story almost <laughs> yeah, yeah. We,
1: we didn't i don't know <laughs> why we thought we'd see tom hiddleston
0: dreams <laughs> with that book now are you planning to can do anything else with it or is it just for you kind of I don't know I
1: would really love to try and get it published somehow yeah I don't know if I've made it too big in yeah. terms of like it's not just about the travels like I just I decided to make yeah. it more about the career break as a whole for me like that time wasn't just about the travels it was about taking that time out of work and going and doing something for me Mm. um so I think as you know like I I went to film school and I went and made like this film that I'd wanted to make since my undergraduate degree so like it had been like 10-15 years in the in the works almost so like that was a massive massive achievement for me to do it
0: yeah
1: um and obviously the master's as well but what was strange is that I didn't not strange but I I think because that year I also found gliding again as like yeah. a sport and like a passion that's when I joined my gliding club and mm-hmm. that was what drew me back to Gloucestershire initially yeah. and that's how I met Danny and that's how oh, I ended wow. up in Somerset so yeah
0: like did you do any something. kind of film stuff while you were traveling or a little bit yeah. so I did I did
1: record some bits of video yeah, yeah. um I tr- I wanted to kind of like capture the the movement and the traveling of stuff. So mm-hmm. I kind of I, every time we were on a train or somewhere, like I was trying to capture us like going past more places. Yeah. And so it's all kind of going in the same direction. Yeah. I think it all goes in the same direction. It's always a bit of a problem when you're editing, isn't
0: it? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> like no, no, we're going the other so. way.
1: Like creatively, I just think the writing for me was like the best thing I could have done. Yeah, and, like really. actually, even my mate um says she kind of wishes that she'd done something similar having those like literally on the day
0: and like how you were feeling at the time and things that you can't really capture in yeah the
1: and there was yeah. there was kind of I'm not sure whether there were bad days as such but there were kind of yeah. harder days for sure and days yeah. where slightly scary thing although I didn't always write about the scary things because obviously know? I didn't want to frighten my parents
0: yeah that's <laughs> thing. what do you
1: include but I have written about them yeah. since so oh, I've really? added them okay. in
0: yeah I was gonna say is there any sort yeah. of key moments from your trip to America that kind of stand out
1: um, yeah. there was quite a scary moment when we ran out of fuel in the middle of nowhere <laughs> which so we were in san francisco yeah. and we had extended our hire car bookings basically yeah. i kate had been in yosemite i've been in la and we met up in san francisco and we were actually getting the train to Seattle all that night but we were so excited to see each other yeah. i forgot when i picked her up in san francisco that i needed fuel oh, right. and we were driving across the golden gate bridge over to um i can't what it was called but basically it was a big national park that had like these massive big trees i feel like i should know what they're called but anyway it, and i completely forgot about the fuel and once we yeah. got to like the national park there was just like nothing there and like i was properly like the red light was on type thing and i was like what are we gonna do yeah and i didn't want to pa- like both me and kate are quite anxious people so you can yeah. imagine like two anxious people with a problem is like recipe mm. for disaster whereas if I'm left on my own I can normally kind of find a way through it so yeah. Sounds awful. We got we got to the car park and I basically chucked Kate out and said, right, you've got an hour. Yeah. I'm going to fix this, but I don't think I can fix it with you because you're stressing me out. Yeah. Anyway, I managed. we managed to, I went and spoke to a park ranger and he was just like, yeah, we don't have any fuel down here, but you're not as far away as you think. You've just got to get to mm. the top of this hill. Worst case, you can coast all the way down the other side into the town and the petrol stations at the bottom of the hill. And I made Did it. Did you make it? And I, but yeah, I didn't, oh. I didn't tell my dad that story for a few years, actually. Really?
0: <laughs> I need it.
1: The other funny thing I learned about myself was that yeah. which is what Kate noticed is that I have this weird need to nest wherever I go. Yeah wherever we got to even if we were there just for one night I'd have to unpack a little bit I'd have to put yeah. some of my stuff around the place and like hang some clothes up and we, we like we both of us um, toiled for quite some time as to whether we were going to backpack or suitcase Yeah. And we were like the kind of travelling we were doing it was like hmm. actually suitcase would be fine and it would probably be easier to lug around than
0: yeah that's what I always backpack. say to people because when I travelled in Australia so many people had backpacks and they were just like lugging them around and I was like I'm so glad I'm not you because <laughs> it's so ha- <laughs> like you don't need unless you're like hiking mountains don't worry if you can't think of anything on the spot but any bits of advice for anyone that wants to do like a similar trip my biggest things would probably be like thinking about self-care and I think as I sort of mentioned before
1: like not feeling like you've got to do everything all of the time because you will just burn out and exhaust yourself and I think just it's that thing about being a bit selfish and doing what you want to do and i appreciate obviously if you're going with someone you're going to negotiate a little bit but i think always think quite hard about who you're going traveling with as well because i i have been away with friends in the past and you, you think like you're the closest friends ever yeah. but when you're actually away with them for more than a few days you think oh my god you're driving me up the wall <laughs> like me and kate was so lucky that that just wasn't yeah that wasn't the case for us what else did i learn i think just like how kind strange like it sounds awful but we were always a bit like skeptical of people being kind and yeah. people doing nice things but actually there are a hell of a lot of really nice people out there um, and yeah. yeah of course be on your guard and be a little bit careful but yeah. sometimes I felt guilty for how skeptical we could be like yeah we had like, these really nice hosts in Boston that offered us that house and on the Cape and actually mm-hmm. one of them was a lecturer at Harvard and he like oh, really? gave us a private tour of Harvard like yeah, yeah. And we got to go to like all these little like cool like silent life all the places yeah. that the tour guides don't actually get to go and like me and Kate like oh god I wonder if he's expecting like money for this and he's uh-huh. suddenly going to charge us money and like like we tried to offer him lunch and he was embarrassed by that he would only let us yeah. buy him a coffee and yeah so do you know what I mean it was kind of the whole like kindness of strangers thing was was great yeah for my other random bit of advice yeah. but I've done this for years when I've gone traveling I had a special little like pocket yeah. that safety pinned my pants <laughs> that has spare cash and a spare credit card in so if I lost everything like for several years I had several pairs of pants that still had like safety pinholes in
0: (laughs) from from my travel yeah um so you didn't lose anything when you were away or like did you You say that
1: I did actually lose that special wallet
0: oh I left
1: it yeah I know (laughs) so I left it in a bathroom in the hostel in Canada yeah and um, luckily I but again this, this so this reason I wrote this down was about the the whole kindness to strangers thing. Yeah, like the yeah. hostel found it. Like so whoever yeah. picked it up at the shower, bear in mind so it had about eighty dollars in it and yeah. a credit card. Is- but someone handed it in and then they posted it to me.
0: That's amazing. So like
1: <laughs> like there were so many things that could have gone wrong. And I just I just remember being like both Kate and I have always said, like, how lucky we were because yeah. we, we did so much, and we traveled so far, and there was so much scope for, I don't know, someone to get hurt or someone to get robbed or, like, I don't know, just something yeah. bad to happen. But
0: I guess these experiences, you kind of bring them into your life now. Yeah, definitely.
1: So, yeah, definitely. And I think, like, the biggest thing for me is just about that. As I said, just about being a bit selfish, and it doesn't mean, like, yeah. I think people misunderstand what selfish means sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just about putting yourself, what you want to do first. You know, because I think we're yeah. like my dad always tells this story of when I was a kid and how I would stand at the bottom of the slide and be like, "After you, after you, after you," <laughs> to the point where I wouldn't realize that the same kids were going past me and I still um, hadn't had a oh, go on the slide. That's which, so sweet. <laughs> sweet, but it's also a bit. <laughs> I know that that's the sort of thing that I'm kind of guilty of. So I yeah. think actually learning to put myself first. And I actually, I do have a box, like a little document box of the tickets and leaflets yeah. and, and oh, like nice. souvenirs that I picked up. And I um, I got a blanket made of all oh, of my wow. t-shirts. I bought so many t-shirts and stuff. That yeah, it just...
0: yeah. Oh, amazing. So you kind of collected so, yeah. them throughout your trip? Yeah. Oh. So there's,
1: um in fact, there's a couple in there that, And I I wore a lot of them throughout the trip as well. So, like, it's weird when you...
0: How did you have room room in in your... How did you have room in your luggage?
1: I don't know. I actually (laughs) sent a box of stuff home from Boston. That's embarrassing. Oh, Oh. Oh, and actually, and then I bought an extra suitcase to come home with. Yeah,
0: I was going to say. <laughs> but thank you so Aww. much for being on the podcast and sharing your story. It's been so no, interesting. No
1: yeah, thank you. It's been Thanks. fun to talk to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much to Joey for being part of this episode. Be sure to check out the Instagram page, How Travel Changed My Life. Keep up to date with the latest episodes and find inspirational travel content and advice. I'll see you in the next episode while I speak to someone whose life's been changed by travel. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.